are in. The gavel is dropped. Ladies and gentlemen, here at WineBid, we are finally hammered. That's right. This is WineBid's podcast, taking all things wine value, wine retail, wine auctions, and just wine. My name is Jeff Gurn on the WineBid marketing team. With me, as always, is Paul Walker, the Shogun of Shiraz. That's right. Our wine <laughs> expert here. Paul, welcome to the podcast, Skin Paul. Today, we're going to be going over the rest of the world. When I say the rest of the world, what I mean is everywhere outside of the United States and France. We're going to be talking about all the stuff we have coming at auction this week. Oh, no, let's qualify that. We're going to be talking about select examples of that's all of That's what the I mean. That's history. what I mean. That's what I mean. We're going to be talking about all the wine that's coming the in. The bots listening know what I mean, Paul. The bots understand, okay? <laughs> so got artificial intelligence. They're very, they're smarter than we are, and they know what we're talking about here. We're going to jump right into it. Let's start with, we'll do a little tour, right in. a tour of Italy, a la Olive Garden, your favorite restaurant, Paul, let's <laughs> there, the tour of Italy. That's what we're doing right now. We're just going to pick some highlights. I'm going to start in Piedmont, right? We've got this 96 Bruno Giacosa Barolo Filetto Reserva for 250. We've got two of those. I thought that one was pretty cool. The 95 Giuseppe Rinaldi Barolo Brunate Lacoste for 260. And this Le 05 Lacoste, yes. that's what I said. Uh, this 05 Roberto Vorzio Borolo Brunatti. Borrezio. That's a hard one, actually. I disagree. Um, OE, that OE vowel combination can trip you up every time. Every but damn time. I know what you're talking about. So that's, I guess that's okay. That's right. I'm trying to spell it phonetic or pronounce it phonetically for the bots. <laughs> Well, Italian is much more phonetically pronounced than French, at least in certain in a lot of cases. But anyway, continue. What's which, what is the Varese wine? Because there actually was a big, big batch of it that got in, went in auction last week. But I was curious, uh, or a couple of weeks ago. It's, it's the 05 uh, Barolo Bernate uh, for one eighty five. Yeah, interesting. Okay. What were your Piedmont picks, Paul? It's exciting to see mid '90s Giuseppe Rinaldi wines. We don't. We often see wines from the you know from the last twenty or so years, but not usually older than that. Um, so yeah, '95 and '96 Lacoste were my picks as well. The, the Jacosas are interesting. Barbaresco Rabaya always interests me too because it's a it's a little bit rarer, a little bit harder to find uh, vineyard source. And uh, 18 Vietti Barolo Lazzarito also. Yeah. So, yeah. And then presumably going to cruise up to Tuscany or down to Tuscany, I should say. We're going to go down to Tuscany. Did you see this 88 Sassi? For yes, I did. There's a few different vintages of Sassicaia, but the 88 caught my eye for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sassi. There's an 88, 06, 08, 2010. I actually just picked all of them just because I was on a roll. But yeah, that that's great. The one super rare wine I thought was fascinating this week was the '83 Grottamaco. I didn't even know that Grottamaco was around in the '80s. It's from Bulgaria, which is you know it's got a lot of famous neighbors, and I actually didn't know that there were that many known vineyards in Bulgaria at the time because it was you know it was you know popularized much much later in the '90s with obviously the big guns we know today, but anyway, 83 Guadalajara caught my eye. I thought that was, that would be a really fun wine to try. I saw that Magnum 15 also. And there's uh there's 16 Biondi Santi uh, Brunello, which needs like 30 years, but anyway, 
that's available. And the Sun Juice to Rentanano 1990, actually speaking of another uh, another Tuscan wine with a lot of time on it, the 1990 Sun Juice to Rentanano Carlo for 150 was interesting. So I also saw this 07 Flacinella de La Pave, which looked good for 160. I didn't think that was a terrible price. And I think you did you mention yeah, yeah, the uh, 15 uh, Fattoria de Falsina. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mentioned that the Frontaloro Magnum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you mention yeah. that? Yeah, I yeah. thought you did. Uh, for 120. I was like, that's pretty cool for 100. Yeah, it's didn't make great wine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, sixty dollars per seven fifty, not bad at all. But because well, yeah, their their Reserva Rancha, you know, Chianti is retail is actually quite expensive now. So finding a, yeah. a mat of Fontaloro, the, the Super Tuscan for one twenty, it's a relative bargain in my That's opinion. Pretty cool. Um, yeah. Let's go down to Basilicata twenty twenty Elena Fucci Agli Aglianico. Uh, Del Vuture Titolo for 30 bucks. We've got three of those. Who's the producer? This Alianico? Alana Fucci, F U C C I. Huh, I don't know that one at all. Elena Fucci. Yeah, no, I don't know this one at all. But that one was super interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's got bids on it. Somebody's, well, it's got a big old score. That's probably why. Oh, it's got a $30 Alianico for not, with 95 points. It's, you know, not surprising. It's going to go. Um, there's a, I don't know if you saw on Campania, there's a bunch of this uh, Gallardi Terra. The, yeah, like, no, it's true. You were talking about there's a mag la- a couple weeks ago of Terra de la Vora, and of course it seemed like a much better deal. I'd gotten bit up quite a bit because <laughs> I think it was like 70 bucks or something for a mag. And I was like, yeah. that's a steal. But no, it definitely got bit up, I think almost to 100 bucks. And so not surprising then that you see, you know, all of these other vintages in this week are starting well. No, they're all starting. Yeah, it's starting at 50 for the 05. So, but yeah, great wines. I love this stuff. It's just phenomenal. And a lot of them get, seems to get the Gambaro Rosas Trevicieri award like almost every year. They're just, they're really, really delicious wine. Did you also see this uh, in Trentino Alto Adige, the 2015 Heinrich Mayer? Oh, is this the Lagrine? Yeah, the Lagrine. Yeah, I did yeah. see that because. Yeah, it's that's an interesting wine. I, I I'm curious about that. I did see it. You don't see a ton of Lagrine in the auction, so it's no. kind of yeah. And I I don't know this producer at all, so that's pretty cool. I thought this one was this one looked super interesting. Heinrich uh, Mayer Meyer. I don't know. Meyer. Yeah. And then in Umbria, we've got this 07 Paolo Bea Umbria Rosso San Valentino. Yeah, another bear wine snuck in this week. There's, I think there's actually quite a bit of it. There's one bottle. Oh, that, the one bottle we have that was, I mean, the, the, the 07, we've got one of those. There's a bit on it already. Take it from 50 to 51. Interesting. Yeah, because there's, yeah, okay. There's some from that was in new from previous weeks. But yeah, that one did pop in this week. I saw it too, so. Let's head over to Germany, shall we? Just sure, a, sure. Just a quick jaunt. 1969 Ferdinand Pirot. No, the pure uh, wines, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Riesling Auslese ice wine. I mean, look, there's a ton. I mean, I thought that was cool for 140. There's four of those. There's a ton of cool stuff coming in from Germany this week from 
the seventies, especially some Trockenbeeren Auslaces or TPAs, mm-hmm. some ice wines, some Baron Auslaces ice wines, you know, just some really cool old stuff from the seventies and eighties coming in. A lot of it too is like under a hundred dollars, you know, like, yeah. you know, a 76, uh, Baron Auslaces for 65 bucks. <laughs> so, you know, uh, multiple seventy six Baron Auslaces for 60, you know, for 65 bucks. Even some of the ice wines are like 90 bucks, right? I mean, a 75, uh, a Baron Auslaces ice wine for, for 90 bucks. I think those are tremendous deals for, for that wine. Yeah, there's, there's some interesting, looks like probably a lot of it came from, you know, the same cellar. Also interesting too, to note that like these 71 Purot wines are original owner. Yeah. I noticed too, there's another producer I've never heard of, Emil Hamel, Bisserheimer, Goldberg, Sharive. So it's Sharive outside. That's not even reasoning, but from 89 looks really, really interesting. And that, that's what's got a bid, but it's $46. And then so there's some Hertzberger also the cop oh no, excuse me, those are Austrian. Sorry, I put the wrong category in here. Anyway, 76 Olenschlager, Donner Skinner, Schonenberg, Trockenbeer Tr- 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 Now there's five of those, which I thought was wild for 140, not a terrible price from you know, such a phenomenal vintage. So yeah, the, the interesting batch of stuff this week for sure. Really cool German stuff. Um Spain. If we take a little jaunt south, <clears throat> ton of Vega Sicilia Unico, like 90, 94. Like yeah, that. another, yeah, it looks like another really nice batch. I wonder if that's what seller that's from, but yeah, anyway, somebody, very cool. Somebody dumped a, a ton of Vega Sicilia Unico. And then there's a bunch of like um, reasonably priced stuff. So there's some uh, 73 Lopez de Heredia, uh, Vina, Boschina, Bosconia. Uh, Grand Reserve for 285, an 09 uh, uh, Vina Bosconia Reserva for 42. That means I already got a bid on it. A bunch of the Vina Bosconia Reservas from the uh, a more recent vintage, 09, 11, um, have bids on them, but they're very reasonably priced, under 50 bucks. Yeah, yeah. And then there's some 73 uh, Lopez de Heredia Vina uh, Todania, Tondonia Grand Reserva for 280. Just like a bunch of really cool stuff in Spain. At all ends of the price spectrum, which I thought was super neat. Some really cool Austrian stuff, too. Actually, a bunch of the Alois Krecher, you know, some Berenauslaces, some Trockenberenauslaces, uh, some um, Riesling Schmargs, just a bunch of really cool stuff. Some Ferdinand uh, uh, Pirot Trockenberenauslaces from the 70s for 70 bucks, like 71 for 70 bucks. It's a lot of really cool interesting stuff. Oh, and some Sauvignon Blanc from uh, Gunther and uh, Regina Trinbaumer. So I would definitely check out the Austrian wines if you're into Austrian wine at all. Like we, I, yeah, the, the, the Hertzberger wines were the ones that I noticed this week because you don't see them very often. Well, we don't, uh, it's, it's not like we see tons of Austrian wine coming to auction every week anyway. No, there's no, it's, it's rare. It's, it's harder to find at auction probably than, you know, a boutique retailers usually carry, will carry a selection, but yeah, it's, it's always kind of exciting to see. And the, I think the 19 Hertzberger Steinports that was got bids on it at 56, but also got huge scores. So, you know, people are probably going after it for multiple reasons. But anyway, yeah, no, always, always fun to see those because they don't pop up that often. We've got some uh, 
Tokaiin from the Tokaiin, yeah, yeah, a bunch of ninety, actually from ninety three, a bunch of Tokaiin, and it ranges in price. There's some uh, seventy uh, seventy five dollar Tokaiin all the way up to three hundred and ninety bucks. So some hmm. some interesting older Tokaiin auction, Portugal. I mean, there's, you know, some, some, we always have some interesting stuff coming in from Portugal. This week is no exception. I, uh, there's a lot of older stuff from the seventies, nineties, um, sixties, even I picked out the, uh, 94 Fonseca for 135. We also got a mag for 235. I knew you would be all over that. Cause as you know, and have memorized many times, it was the number one wine of wine spectators, top 100 in 1997. I actually do remember that. I do remember that. I do remember <laughs> <laughs> every every ten years or every ten years or so, they you they pick a port for their number one wine. But yeah, no, I'm I'm curious. I haven't tried any of those '90s vintage ports for since I don't think since release. But there's some great. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting. There's a two cases of Neports Twenty or Tommy, which I actually picked because. I love that stuff. I love Tommy Porter. I actually have it open like all the time. There's, I think they're at 50 bucks. And I, I was like, oh, that seems kind of high. But then I looked and retail starts at like 60, 65. So I was like, that's not too bad. I love Neport. And there's also interesting that you know from Portugal, there's a dry wine from Neport this week called uh, Tinto Charm or Charmin. I'm not sure how it's pronounced, but C-H-A-R-M-E that I had to look up because I know there's, you know, obviously a ton of dry wine from Portugal that never really makes it to the U.S., much less the West Coast. But anyway, there are some pretty pretty cool notes about it on on Seller Tracker. So that was an interesting one, 55 bucks for that 17 Neport Tinto Charm. There's a 63 Quinto Noval, four, actually four of them, for 170 which... If you're, you know, interested in this producer, they make obviously Nacional, which is frightfully expensive. But the Quinto Naval, they're they're sort of baseline vintage port, if you will. Um, sixty three, you know, phenomenal year. It's at one seventy, which is far, 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 far less than Nacional, which I think is probably four figures at least. So anyway, yeah, some some interesting port popped in this week for sure. Super interesting port. Let's head over to South Africa. We've got two two models that I thought were really interesting. The Sadie 2020. Uh, yeah, these Sadie wines, they're like kind of auction darlings from South Africa. You know, we yeah. see them every few weeks and they're really expensive. They're really expensive. This one's 80 bucks, has two bids on it already taken to 82. This is the uh, Columella. And and then we've got this 06 uh, Klein Constantina Vinde Constance 500 milliliter. We've got 12 of those for 100 bucks a piece. I thought those were interesting. Yeah, it's Klein Constantia we do see, you know, fairly often. But yeah, the older ones are very expensive. Yeah. Let's uh let's head over to Australia, shall we? Uh yeah, nice, nice batch of stuff from Aussie land this week. Nice batch of stuff from Australia, uh from yeah. down under. I picked out this O2 McKee Philip Shiraz integrity. <laughs> do you know this one this is such a marketing yeah it's perfect for you they, they they grew these vines were like not even two years old and they're like we're gonna make a sweet super high-priced blend out of out of this and they made a fancy, yeah. a fancy bottle and by the way the guy's name is Sparky Marquis. Most people don't know this, but that's how his name is actually pronounced. So it's Marquis Phillips, believe it or not. But is that like, Mer is that like Meritage? 
I don't know. It's weird because everyone would only ever say Marquis. You see that word and you're like, oh, it's Marquis. But no, it's not. Apparently it's Sparky Marquis. And I was blown away. When this wine came out, it was such a big deal. And then I learned like years later that it turned out it was like literally three-year-old vines. They just planted them. Yeah, first batch of fruit from it, and it got big scores. Like, anyway, what, for your your buddy Robert Parker. Yeah, right? see, you you that's how you gravitated to it. You saw that score, you saw the label, you're like, oh yeah, I gotta try this. So you're the perfect audience for this wine. No, I love it. You know what I'm looking at is I looked at it and I said to myself, like, I'm like, this is really interesting because I just like I think of Mark Marquez Philip Shiraz as a much lower price point. And to see it, right, right, but like, let's see if we can sell, let's you know, see if we can sell like a 140. And, it, and it, you, you, I want you to buy it and I want you to drink it and honestly tell me what you think because I don't know how well this wine is aging. And I mean, I'm I, guessing it's like a fruit, you know, I haven't checked your bros over at Seller Tractor to see what they're saying, but I'd be very curious I to see it. I did check my bros over at Seller Tractor, <laughs> right? And, and what they are saying is amazing Aussie Shiraz at age 20. The hype was that these fruit bombs wouldn't age well. That's not the case. So they're basically they're hey, I mean, they're, I'm I'm curious. I would I would love to try these because there was so much speculation and hype going on back then. And was again, I was like amazed to learn that how young the fruit was. But hey, if they if they're aging that well, that's that's super impressive. I don't, I mean, it's hard to say, look, I have, obviously I haven't tried it. I will tell you the tasting now, now granted, I'm looking at the last like five tasting notes, three of them are from the same person, but three different people giving tasting notes over the last five years have said that this stuff is spectacular now. Huh. That's wild. So, I mean, like, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's hard to say, but but I will say the lot, you know, if you look at the last, let's say seven years worth of tasting notes, they're very kind to this bottle. Oh, well, that's, I'm kind of blown away. I, I had no idea because I haven't tasted it in years and years and years. And like, I didn't think it was amazing back then. But oh, maybe oh changing his tune, walking it back. No, I want to try it. I want to try it. That's what I'm saying. It's like walking it back. That's what he's doing. Walking back his. His spoofulated uh, poodle. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll always like push forth with trash talk to begin with, and then back <laughs> with reckless abandon. Trash talk first. Hey, look, 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 moving on. I would rather spend twice uh, 140 bucks on two bottles of Leo and Art Series Chardonnay because we have both of 17 and 18 in at 70 bucks a piece. That's what I'd spend my 140 bucks on. I'd buy both well, those. None of the other ones that I selected, I, I, selected. I selected the Leowin Art Series. So basically, I've introduced this to you because I had it right <laughs> on my list. No, these wines, these wines can age. They can age. We've we've sold older vintages for for years. We've sold, you know, it's one of those wines that is kind of interesting that it, that it can last so long. But anyway. They're, they're, series Chardonnay, they're delicious. There's 98 Henschke Hill of Grace. There's 98 Penfolds Grange and 01. And yeah. So here's, here's my concern is that Lewin is just like, they're trying to put art on to make up for bad wine. They're just like, let's put no, some art dude, on the label. You've got to try the wine. You've got to try it. They're, they're amazing. That's amazing Chardonnay. It's really, really good. It's really, really good. Um, 
Let's head over it's to not cheap too. It's like it's no, that retail. It's very expensive. One of the eighteen has a bid on it, taking seventy one. Oh, it's got a bid. Yeah, it didn't have a bid on a couple of days ago. A couple so. of bottles of the ninety eight Grange too. Um, let's let's yeah. head over to Chile. Interestingly enough, I figured you would you would appreciate this two thousand fourteen Concha y Toro Don Melchor Cabernet Sauvignon for ninety bucks. As you well know, and I know you're about to say this, but I'm going to beat you to it. It was number 90 in Wine Spectator's Top 117, <laughs> which means in, in 2017, there were only 89 wines better than this. The, <laughs> that's it. That's it. There were only oh all the wine made in the world. Oh, boy. Only 89 bottles outperformed the 2014 Country Tory Don Melcourt Cabernet Sauvignon. Now it looks like there's 18, there's 18 in as well. And it's funny because if you look at the 18, it has a little a sticker on the neck that says a hundred points from James Suckling. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also interesting because I don't think we have the James Suckling score on the site, uh, which I'll have to look up and make sure that's actually correct. But yeah, it's got a neck tag that says 100 points, which maybe, is great. Maybe. Yeah, this wine, oh, the Dumbbell Court, have you had this wine? Yeah, Dumbbell Court, it's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've done milk in the past. It's good. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it, it is definitely, I mean, I would say it's definitely in my top 91 wines of 2017. <laughs> well, no, it's always actually done very well at auction. In fact, I think in certain vintages, and if I'm not mistaken, it actually did get the number one wine in one vintage and it went for, you know, went quite crazy. But anyway. Okay. So the other one I want to mention in Argentina is this 96 Catena Alta uh, Tical Vineyard Cabernet Sauvignon from Catena Zapata. And the reason I'm mentioning this, so first of all, it's 96. So it's got quite a bit of age, especially for, you know, South American wine, right? I feel like we don't see as many, hot, you know, long age South American wines. $40. Yeah. The most recent tasting notes from my best friend, Java Chip. <laughs> seller director says <laughs> so this stuff is actually pretty good and actually when i look at the last let's say 10 years worth of tasting notes they treat it very kindly especially for you know i mean you're again we're talking about a wine with 28 years of age 40 bucks so i thought that one would be a really cool one for someone to give a try because it again according to tasting notes it's singing right now yeah that's that's actually a neat that'd be a neat find because you could put together like a mid-90s cabernet tasting and throw Throw that in the mix and just throw always, everybody always, off. Like, yeah, exactly. Throw everyone off. You, no no clue. No clue if you know if you had. Well, unless you had like some super some sneaky expert in there. I was like, oh, this tastes like you know Argentinian Cabernet, but no, that, <laughs> exactly Argentinian Cabernet. Right? Yeah, then then you know you're dealing with somebody who really knows their stuff. But no, that that that's a fascinating one because you know some of the mid nineties cabs from. California, I've been sampling those recently, and they're, you know, some of them are holding up amazingly well, other ones not as much. And so I'd love to know how this is, is drinking. So that's, yeah, that's a cool find. See, you, you were about to make fun of me. You're about to take the piss out of me. Well, I'm, I'm sure I will. Walkering it back. I'll have, I'm sure I'll have plenty of reasons to make fun of you for something else, but anyway. What did I miss, Paul? I mean, we did, we went all around the world. What did I miss? Yeah, no, I don't think, I don't think there's anything. I did want to mention, go back to Spain really quickly because these wines come up fairly Too often. No direct and, flights from Argentina. Sorry. Sorry. 
No direct flavor. No, 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 no. I just want to say, like, we don't often get to chat about wines from across the world because we've added this kind of new segment, if you will, where we kind of run around the globe and find interesting picks. And there are these Commando G La Bruja de Rosas wines that pop in every so often. And some of them are very, very expensive. And so I'm actually quite curious. But this week there's 19 and 21, and they're not expensive. The 21 is actually 30 bucks, and the 19 is 45. So I did want to mention that because these these seem to be very hip these days. And and like I said, other labels from Commando G La Bruja are very expensive, or Commando G, I should say. I, I think La Bruja de, de Rosas is the designation, but. I'm no expert, so I can't say what exactly these wines are. Anyway, that's, uh, yeah, that's probably what wraps it up for our worldwide trip. Awesome. And with that, this has been Around the World with Jeff Gern <laughs> and Paul. <laughs> Wait, what was it even today? The Shogun of Shiraz? Uh, Is that what you can be? I can't remember. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Our last podcast, you were the Swami of Shiraz. <laughs> That's right. That's right. The, the, your your names are going to add up and you'll eventually be like one of those old timey uh, uh, monarchs, you know, where where they're like. <laughs> old timey monarchs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like. Like Louis XIV or something? The Patriarch of Provence, the Tribune of Tartaric <laughs> Acid, the Shogun of Shiraz. Yeah, but they're all nonsense, so they're not going to have any weight. So. First of his name. <laughs> you know. All right. All right, let's wrap it up. My bit's finally hammered. This has been Jeff McGurn and Paul Walker. Wishing you happy bidding and cheers. Cheers. 